Welcome to Knowledge Cast by Ideals, presented by the Ideals Foundation. I'm Jack Williams, the founder of the Ideals Foundation, and we're really excited to have you with us for our first season of our podcast. And if you want to view the guests and dates of our podcast, you can go to my website, jackwwilliams at gmail.com and click on the podcast button. It's a real privilege for me and for you to have Sonny Newton with us today. Uh, I first met Sonny when I was a sales trainee with a paper company, and Sonny was the sales rep who handled the Chick-fil-A account. He, he did such a great job serving them that Chick-fil-A decided to hire Sonny, and he had a long and illustrious career there in leadership roles in both operations and uh, supply chain. When he retired from Chick-fil-A, Sonny didn't really retire. He currently serves as a mentor and a coach for men and as a business consultant. Sonny's also very active in his Christian faith, serving as a chairman of Solely Business, an organization that helps men grow spiritually and is involved in other faith-based organizations. I've had the privilege of attending two of the Solely Business retreats, and I can just tell you they really are special. Sonny also is a proud Gamecock as a graduate from South Carolina. So, Sonny, we're uh, happy to have you with us. Well, thank you for this opportunity. It's great to be with you. And you're right, I didn't retire. I'm just allocating time to other things. I, I couldn't find retirement in the scripture anywhere. And, <laughs> and, and, and the other thing you need to know is that I consider myself a man under construction. So I just hope God is not done with me yet. Well, I, I can relate to that. Amen. I, I'm, uh, I'm tired. I'm just not retired. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we met, uh, at, uh, Dillard Paper Company when you were handling the Chick-fil-A account and, you know, who knew that that initial relationship would result in such a long and impactful career with, uh, Chick-fil-A. Um, tell us how that transition occurred. Well, Jack, I think, um, I'll take a half a step back before that. When I went, first went into commission sales at Dillard. I was terrible. And so I went to some great salesmen there to get some help. And one of the things they taught me is my job really wasn't to sell anything to anybody. It was to help others solve their needs and help them be successful. And so that was the attitude I took with Chick-fil-A. And so my job with Chick-fil-A was really to help them however I could to be successful. And the primary way at the time was to serve them with all their packaging needs, uh, their cups, the full bags, the barn boxes at the time, uh, et cetera. And so that was the attitude I took with it. And I think uh, Chick-fil-A kind of saw that. And uh, at some point in time, Dan Cathy uh, called me and said they had an opportunity for somebody to come on board to head up their supply chain. The gentleman that they had had left. And I really had no interest in it. And I told him that, but told him I'd keep my eyes and ears open. Uh, if I found somebody, if I thought of somebody. But kind of one thing led to another, and Dan, I, Dan and I kept talking about it. And uh, at some point, I just sensed and felt led from God this was the thing to do. And so Dan and I got together, and then I interviewed with Dan and Jimmy Collins, the president of Chick-fil-A, and Truett Cathy. And we kind of struck a deal, and I went on board. Um, and I was in charge of the supply chain for Chick-fil-A, and it was a one-person department. I was it. And so from there, um, I enjoyed 
you know, a good many years with Chick-fil-A and was able to do uh, several different functions with them. But I really only had two jobs in the 25 so years I was there. Uh, job number one was to help Chick-fil-A be successful. And job number two was to help people in Chick-fil-A be successful. I, I had different functions, but that was my two jobs. Well, that's, uh, that's very insightful. We've talked with uh, several business leaders that we've been fortunate enough to have on our podcast about culture and, and how important culture is in a company. And I think it's safe to say that most people know about the unique culture at Chick-fil-A and not just its faith-based foundation, but what do you think uh, makes that culture so unique? And, and, and not only unique, but now it's transitioned you know, to different generations, and that's really difficult to do. It is, and it, it was top-down uh, from Truett Cathy and the Cathy family. And I would tell you, uh, and I don't know, it, it may be unique, it probably shouldn't be unique, but the culture at Chick-fil-A was about um, caring and loving uh, each other, uh, including internal, uh, including our customers, including operators who are running those uh, units out there that hopefully you enjoy when you go to. But it was, it was about just caring for each other, loving on each other, and being excellent in all that we did. Uh, I think, as you know, that in 1983, uh, Chick-fil-A was struggling a little bit and went off on a retreat and came back with our corporate purpose, which was to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that we're entrusted with and to be a positive influence in all that we come in contact with. And so that's the way the company was run. Uh, with biblical principles and with that purpose in mind. Well, you were a lot smarter than, than I was. Uh, I was recommended to, to meet with Jimmy Collins uh, while I was still at the paper company about a job they had in uh, doing leases uh, for their, uh, that time, mall sites. And I had a real estate license, but I hadn't practiced it. And I met with him, and uh, after talking to him, I said, I really think you need somebody that's got legal experience rather than you know what I have. And uh, they ultimately made that same decision, but then they offered me a, a franchise and, and in my infinite wisdom, I turned that down, which, uh, you know, I have uh, thought about many times about how real smart, how smart I was at that age. Uh, well, I, I would pass up that kind of opportunity. I've, I've known you for a while and um, I, I'm reasonably sure you would have been successful at either. <laughs> Well, listen, you had a lot of roles while at Chick-fil-A, but I want to focus a minute uh, on kind of the last official or unofficial role that Truett Cathy asked you to do, and that was to spend time mentoring other employees. Tell us about that conversation with Truett and, and how you went about doing that. Well, it's, Jack, it started really a little bit before that. Um, I remember being on a trip in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and I had two gentlemen with me. We were visiting restaurants, and I had two gentlemen with me. One was Cliff Robinson, who is still at Chick-fil-A, and he's now on the executive team and is in charge of all of the HR for Chick-fil-A. And another gentleman by, by the name of Jay Kinsey, who is still at Chick-fil-A and in operations. And we were in the car one night and headed back to the hotel. And uh, one of them, I've forgotten which one, said, you know, Sonny, we've noticed something about you. And we just got a question. I said, sure. 
And they said, you know, people come to you and ask to spend time with you. And unless they are working directly with you, you're not doing it. You're turning them down. And we're just wondering why you do that. Well, it, it, that took me back a, a bit, and, but they were right. And so as I thought about it and talked to them about it, I said, well, I guess there are two things. N number one, um, we're pretty busy. And number two, I, I'm really not sure I've got that much to give uh, that, that somebody would uh, spend time with me, think it would add value. And I think it was Cliff that said, well, you should let them decide that. And if somebody comes to you and wants to hang out with you, we think you should do it. And so I thought about it, prayed about it, and uh, decided, okay, if the next person that comes to me that wants to spend time and just kind of hang out, learn from each other, uh, I'll do it. And I'll let them decide if it's adding value or not. So that's the way it started. And so I started having people just coming to me at Chick-fil-A, wanting to have lunch, wanting to spend time asking business questions, but asking a lot of life questions. And so that's the way it started. And then um, uh, Dan, even more than Truett, Dan kind of came to me and said, you know, we kind of see what's going on. We would like you to continue to do that and even spend more time doing that. And I said, fine. And so you're right, the last probably three, four, five years uh, at Chick-fil-A, uh, I spent as much time uh, just spending time with people. And, you know, you can call it coaching and mentoring, but I call it learning from each other, uh, as I did in my role of uh, supply chain and operations. We talk a lot about mentoring. I know the, the young people that go through our program, I try to encourage them to find a mentor, you know, quick in life, quick, as soon as they can, actually, in life. I wish I had done that. But why do you feel, you've been on both sides, why do you feel people should be more intentional in seeking out a mentor to work with them? You had a lot of people that showed that intentionality and came to you. Why do you think that's, you know, important? Why should people do that? You know, I think it may boil down to, um, I think we all should have a desire to uh, glorify the Lord with excellence, be the best we can be at whatever we do. And that means we always need to be growing, learning, and developing. And, you know, there are just a couple ways you can do that. You can go to school. Uh, you can go to conferences. You can listen to great podcasts like you're doing. Uh, you can hang out with people. And so uh, I think the way all of us are go grow and learn uh, and continue to develop in the future is by doing those things, reading great books. But my favorite probably is hanging out with great people, uh, having conversations and learning from each other. And so I, I would recommend that people are always intentional about growing and developing. And one of the ways is through uh, hanging out with some great people that you know and respect. And I recommend you have multiples that it's not just one person that you're learning from, that you maybe have two, three, four, five people um, who really, they just want to pour into you. They, they don't want anything from you. They, they're not looking for something in return. They just want to help you be successful in life and in your business in, in whatever aspect you would define that in. So I, I consider mentoring uh, the, the very best way of personally growing and developing myself, and if I can, add value in helping others grow and develop. Who, uh, was there one or several 
people that were more influential than others to you at Chick-fil-A and your business career? Uh, yeah, I mean, you start with Truett Cathy. Uh, you know, he was a great role model of somebody that was extremely financially successful, but also extremely personally successful in life. And he always did it the right way with the right motivations. I, I remember asking Truett one time, I said, you know, Truett, why do you want to open another restaurant? We, we got a bunch of restaurants. They're, they're doing fine. The business is, is great. Why do you want to open another restaurant? And he said, because I want to provide opportunity for more people. And so that's what it was about for him. It, it wasn't about uh, profits. It wasn't about making a lot of money. Uh, that came with it. But his motivation was, I want to help people. I want to help people grow, develop, and be successful. And, and so I, I, I watched that. Uh, I watched a guy by the name of Jimmy Collins, uh, our president uh, at the time. And I learned, Jimmy, about the um, importance of execution. You know, a, a leadership definition that I like is turning vision into reality and sustaining it. And uh, Jimmy was really good about being an executioner. I kidding him about that uh, word. But Jimmy was an executioner. He could take uh, Truett's vision and turn it into reality and sustain it. And he did that by great coaching, mentoring those of us on the staff, as well as great attention to detail. Uh, so those two would be at the top. Also, Dan Cathy. Uh, I learned, I think, primarily from Dan Cathy, his heart and, and what a great heart in business really looked like. And, and Dan, in my opinion, exemplifies that. And then you can go from there to the leadership there with Tempisopolis, uh, Steve Robinson, and I, I could name a bunch. Uh, I was very fortunate to be surrounded with people with great integrity, great principles, and excellent at what they did. Well, um, you had some great role models there. You, you give me a, a new quote. I love to uh, keep quotes and share quotes, and uh, I've just uh, stolen that one from you. So I'll have to get with you afterward to find out who to actually whether you whether I have to give you credit for or I have to give somebody else. But uh, that's uh, that's a great one. I, I had one about execution is uh, from Larry Bostie is exposing reality and then acting on it. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is lacking so much today in business leadership is people are afraid to deal with reality and uh, you can't, you can't grow if you don't deal with reality. If someone, yeah, and, and Jack, I, I probably have had no original thoughts. So just to <laughs> let you know that. Well, I didn't want to say that, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, if someone is starting their career, uh, going back to mentoring, what would what kind of advice would you give them about how to go about looking for someone to be the right mentor for them? Yeah, you know, I've had people talk to me about that. And uh, the first thing I would say is be intentional and ask people uh, that you would like to spend time with them and learn and grow and develop. Uh, some people will turn you down, like I did for a while, for the wrong reasons. Uh, some people would probably say yes, maybe for the wrong reasons, because they want something in return. So I would tell you to look for a mentor that wants nothing in return. All their agenda is to help you any way they can. And that they're really excellent in an area of life, in an area of business, whether it be time organization, financial, 
business, uh, whatever it may be, uh, you can learn from them and find somebody that is willing to be transparent and be willing to share with you the mistakes they have made in life. And if you do that um, and spend time with those folks, it, it, I have found it to be a growing uh, and development place for them and me as well. I'll give you one example. I was spending time with an individual and uh, we were um, going to become grandparents. And uh, in the conversation I was having with this individual, I asked them a similar question, actually. I said, who's been really influential in your life? I'd like to know about that. And they said, my grandfather. And I went, hmm. I said, I really need to know more about that. I want you to tell me about your grandfather and how he was influential and how that's impacted your life. So I don't think I've ever been in an ongoing um, coaching, mentoring relationship where it was a, it's, a, it's always a two-way street. You know, hopefully I'm adding a little bit of value, but I know I'm always gaining value from what they're learning or have learned or in the process of. And I don't care what the age is. This particular individual was probably in their early 20s. But I learned a lot about how their grandfather was impactful in their life. So I, I would come back and say, uh, ask, ask people to be a mentor, to be a coach. Uh, ask the people who found excellent in what they do and have great faith uh, and character in their integrity. So Annette, this is, you touched a little bit on this, but I want to flip it for a second. We've got people that are listening that are serving as mentors right now or considering serving as mentors or should consider serving as mentors. Uh, why would you encourage someone to do that? And second, what do you think is the key to being a good mentor? Well, why should you do it? Um, it's the right thing to do. I, I mean, you know, God has asked us to love and serve others. And we should do that. And so if, if somebody thinks highly enough of you and respects you enough to ask you to be a mentor, I think you should do it. Now, if it's not a good fit, uh, then you'll find that out. And if you're not adding value, that will come out and, and you'll move on. But it's, it's God asks us to do that. God says love and serve others. And so I think that's what we should do. Uh, the second thing for me, I think, in, in coaching and mentoring is I, I ask a lot more questions than I do give advice. I ask a lot of questions to allow the individual to gain personal insights into their life, uh, what they think they should be working on, uh, what defines success for them in life, what their personal priorities are, what their unique purpose um, in life is that God's given them. So I ask them a lot of questions and then I, I'll give them a little input or if I think they're not looking at something, I'll, I'll bring that up to them. If they ask for specific advice on a situation, I will give them my experiences and tell them what I think. But I always tell them, I'm going to give you my best thoughts. It doesn't make them good. It just makes them my best thoughts. And I always recommend, again, they have multiple mentors and they have multiple opinions uh, about situations, business issues, whatever it may be. Well, that's great advice. We got about a minute left. I want, to, I want you to give a uh, commercial for Solely Business. That's a great... <laughs> Great organization, and uh, I'd like for more people to know about that. 
Well, uh, it, it, it's hard to explain. It, it is a retreat for men. And the purpose of solely business is to bring men closer in their relationship to God and others. It is a safe environment. And it is just a tremendous weekend. We have men from all walks of life come. Um, and uh, I will just tell you, I, I've been doing this for maybe 15, 16, 17 years with solely business. And my wife will still come to me and say, you need to go to solely business because she knows I come back a better husband, a better dad, a better granddad, a better person. I have gotten closer to the Lord during those weekends. And so um, I, I'm just saying, uh, I, I don't know what the rate is and what people um, will say in their testimonies and stuff about coming to solely business. But um, I, I would encourage people, just to come and experience it, have no agenda, just to be there. And I think to feel the love of God and to have a chance to build their relationship with God. I would echo those comments 100% in terms of how you feel when, when you leave. Sonny, what, what, a, what a privilege and pleasure to have you with us today. I know our audience thoroughly enjoyed your thoughts and your insights. And, and I can confidently say that the men that you are mentoring are, are truly fortunate. So it's a pleasure having you with us today. Well, it, it is in Chick-fil-A language. It, it, it is indeed my pleasure uh, <laughs> to be with you. And uh, if uh, I guess my heart's desire is uh, in any way I can, that God blesses me to love and serve on others. That's what I want to do. Oh, great. Uh, well, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's time together and, and We'll encourage others to join us on our next podcast. And until then, I hope you'll make it your goal to be a positive influence in the lives of others.